Hey everybody, I'm Charlie, and this is my wife, Julie. Hi, sweetheart. He's weird. Very much so. We are the founders of Studio 412 Ministries. Um, actually, we're the laborers that are behind it, um, because God's the, the true founder of it. Um... Welcome to our first installment episode. Installment? Installment. You make it sound like a payment plan. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's our first episode of Inside. Oh, payment plan. <laughs> For 1995. <laughs> okay. It's our first episode of Inside the Studio. Uh, we're going to give it a few minutes. Um, start letting some people trickle in here. Try to get the video, um, get the live shared out to, to some people. Um, Whoops. That's not what I wanted to do. Thank you. For what? I don't know. Yeah. Sounded good when I said it. Yeah. So, we're going to share this to some people real quick, and then we're going to get started. What are you doing? Pulling up Facebook on my just tag, Just tag people from here. Oh. Oh. He's here. a little slutter. Oh, really? That's Guest request. That's viewers. Hold on. You have an iPhone, so there you No, that's, that's... No, that's not oh. either. Not this, is why, this is why he should have an Android. Android. And if Tim, Tim McKeeman were here, he'd agree with me. Android, schmandroid. It's true, I'm just saying. Um... I guess I actually have to share it to my actual page. Yeah, I think so. Sorry, I'm just trying to get some stuff shared here so that way we can get some people in here. Jimmy Duvall's on. Hey, Jimmy Duvall. How you doing, buddy? Jimmy D. Jimmy D. Um, like I said, what we're, what we're wanting to do with this is to allow people that we know or, or people that are on our Facebook and, and friends and um, anybody that may be friends or friends of 
friends that don't really know who we are or what Studio 412 Ministries is, we just kind of want to go in and kind of take you a little bit, kind of a behind the scenes, and kind of let you know who we are. Um, I'm going to kind of back the camera up so you guys aren't up our noses, okay? Yeah, because I'm, I'm sorry if my nose isn't the greatest. No, it's um, so I just wanted to, like I said, just let you guys get to know who we are, let you get to know us, what we kind of, what we believe, what we stand for, kind of a little bit about Studio 412 Ministries and just where we are with, you know, the heartbeat of the ministry and, and just, you know, having a little bit of, uh. You can chime in any time. He says, you know, one more time. I'm going to chime in. <laughs> Y'all are going to see me in the ministry of laying on of hands suddenly and repeatedly. <laughs> no, we don't want that now. Come on now. <laughs> Work with me, not against me. <laughs> so... Studio 412 Ministries. <laughs> I'm looking at you. He's looking at me like I'm the whole studio. The 412 and the ministry. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, what Studio 412 Ministries is, is it is a youth and young adult ministry. Um, we're based, you know, we base our, the name of our, our ministry off of, First Timothy four twelve. Um, I'm going to read First Timothy four twelve to you. I'm going to read it to you from the Passion Translation. Pastor Tim Translation. Pastor Tim Translation. <laughs> um, what First Timothy four twelve says, and, and this again is from the Passion Translation. Uh, it says, and don't be intimidated by those who are older than you. Simply be the example they need to see by being faithful and true in all that you do. Speak truth and live a life of purity and authentic love as you remain strong in your faith. Like I said, this is a youth and young adult ministry. And, and our vision and our mission is clear. It's to take the road less traveled to advance the kingdom of God one youth or young adult at a time. And yeah, I've got it. it. Pulls up right there, I think. Not always. Not always. Sometimes oh. Facebook doesn't show it. Okay. Well, it didn't last night when I was doing lives. Well, she's she's the the Facebook Live guru. I don't Not know much really. about it. I I don't get on Facebook Live too often. Um. But what Studio 412 Ministries is, is it's just a, a way to allow youth and allow young adults to know that it doesn't matter how young or old you are. That God has a plan for you. You just have to set the example. Be the example. Let people see God through you. Um, well, and it's to let people know that it doesn't matter how young you are. I mean, God can even use a three-year-old child, a two-year-old child to, you know, do his work. I mean, it doesn't matter how young or old you are. It doesn't matter. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So, so a little bit about us is we started really doing stuff with Studio 412 Ministries what, back in 2014? Uh, well, no. I mean, to really let people know about us, you kind of have to go farther back than that because you have to, you know, let them know, like, where we're from and who we are. And, I'm trying to... Of course... <laughs> listen, we may have to have a dead-raising service here in a minute. <laughs> um, but we are originally from Tennessee. Um, we are now in Oklahoma. Um, Studio 412 started 
with um, the idea it came about with a young man who um, used to be our oldest son's very best friend. Um, we're just sitting talking one night and just about youth and how, you know, society today um, is so much about sexualizing everything and making everything about how you look and what you wear and, you know, whether, you know, whatever and drinking and drugs and whatnot. And <clears throat> he was talking about how, you know, just how it is being a teen because he was a teenager at the time. And, you know, how even though he was homeschooled, how much peer pressure there was and stuff. And so we're just sitting, you know, we used to do Bible studies with them when they come to the house and things like that. And so um, we were reading from First Timothy 4.12 and whatnot. And so then it was, you know, that night, it was kind of like that's where Studio 4.12 was birthed at. Um, so, um, we were going to a church in Cookville, Tennessee, uh, Trinity Assembly, and our pastor was, our pastors, I should say, were Mike and Jada Campbell, um, and so, um, from there, shortly after, we were called here to Oklahoma to go to Rama. Um, spent two years in Rama, thought we were going to do three, God said different, um, and, uh, you know, we did two years here, and, uh, right before leaving Rama, we went to visit one of our, um, one of the ladies who was a teacher of ours at Rama. we went to visit her at her daughter and son-in-law's church. Um, just for a Thanksgiving dinner they were having, and we went just to see her. And from there, we very much just knew that that was home. We just knew that's where we were supposed to be. And so we've been there now a little over five years. Um, and uh, so, you know, we're just a couple old Tennesseans living in Oklahoma. Charlie says, I feel we've been called to ministry. You been you've been called to ministry. She kicked and screamed the whole time. Oh I, I did. Mean, it's just... I came here kicking and screaming. I had a death grip on Life. Tennessee. Yeah. So um it was a good thing. I'm very thankful for it now. Um we've we've learned a lot in our time here. Oh yeah. Um, still learning a lot. Still learning. Still learning. Um, we have had our share of ups and downs. Um, things haven't been quite perfect. Um, I thought very hard. If things are perfect, you're dead. Just FYI. Right. Um, I thought very hard last year. Uh, Julie and I went through some personal stuff and... and some things that we don't need to get into. Um, but I thought very seriously about stepping away from Studio 412 Ministries and, and just personally not doing anything else with it anymore. And then I'm sitting there one night and I'm praying, I'm talking to God, and, and he told me, he said, I'm not done with you yet. Um, you've got You've got greatness in you. There's more that I need to do with you. There's more that you need to do. There's more that you need to accomplish. And I sit there and I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. So we've been going um, since and looking at ways to do things with the ministry and looking at ways to step out more and to do more and then about let's turn the camera more to you okay um 
What would you say about a month ago? What? The inside the studio thing came about. Yeah, about, right a, month, about, about a month ago. ago something about like a that. month ago. Um, God had laid it on my heart to start doing more online, making more of a of an online presence. Um, so that's where the the inside the studio came from. Um, and it's just like I said earlier, it's just a way to for you guys to get to know us, to get to know the the faces behind Studio 412 Ministries to allow you to again hear our heartbeat and and just kind of know who we are, what we're doing, where we're coming from, and and hopefully um, you see in that where. God is taking us, um, because, I mean, he, he says in his word, we go from glory to glory to glory, you know, um, so kind of what I wanted to talk about tonight was we made, we made a costly error, um, and moved back to Tennessee. And and I don't really want to say it was an error because we learned a lot in it. Um, We learned a whole lot in it. But as far as... What's the word I'm looking for? As far as a... There... You'll hear a lot of people talking about... You know how, and and I'll tell you when when you're following God and you're on a path. It doesn't matter if God called you to be, you know, to cook burgers, or He called you to, you know, scan groceries. Or I mean, God needs people in every area. It don't matter if it don't matter if He called you to pick up trash alongside the road. It doesn't matter. Um, but. Along those, along that walk and that road, you will miss it. And you're going to make mistakes and you're going to screw up, you know, whatever. Um, I ain't very much so that Charlie and I, the move to Tennessee, Charlie and I needed what we got when we were there. Um, We got ahead of God, very much so. Um, we stepped out sooner than we should have, um, and it's, it's, you know, I'd ten times rather be one step or ten steps behind God than to be one step ahead of him, um, and so we made a decision to kind of, um, what are you doing? Oh, I was just looking to see if. Any, well, here. I was looking to see if anybody else popped up. It shows oh. that there's two people watching. Yeah, me. Well, you, I'm the other two. Well, there ain't nobody else watching. Jimmy is. Oh. Well, he ain't said nothing. Well, he typically doesn't. Okay. Uh, he's a quiet kind of guy. <laughs> Unless you go to Hardee's. Listen, if any of y'all are in Cookville, Tennessee, you have to go to the Hardee's. That's across the street from Gabe's. And you have to go in there and you have to ask for Jimmy Duvall. He is the best. And if you need a place to work, you go work there. Because he's the best boss that you will ever have. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. Um, anyway. Um, but it, it, we we knew that, that we were to go. Um, there were some reasons behind going. Um, we knew we were to go. We had said, hey, this is the timeline. This is this, whatever. Um, but we jumped the gun. And... We went too soon before everything here was done. Um, it, 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 it was a hot mess, just to be honest about it. It was a hot mess. Um, we learned a lot while we were there. Um, we, um, there was a lot where Charlie had been working third shift for almost two years. And so when when you when you're a married couple and you're working third shift, 
if the wife's working third shift and the husband is doing the day shift and taking care of the daily activities and, you know, the normal daily running of the household or vice versa, it very much becomes a thing of you begin operating on your own thing. Like, you know, Charlie would operate in his own thing and I operated in mine rather than coming together and working as a team and being as one like we were supposed to. When we went to Tennessee, it very much pushed us back to that point to where, okay, we got to operate together here and we got to figure out how to do this together. Um, and it, it very much um, helped us in a lot of areas. Um, we were we were almost like two ships passing in this you know passing at, at sea yeah because because of him working thirds and me being you know home with the kids well I mean homeschooling the kids during the day and whatnot so um, upon moving back we've it's been been something else um yeah. had a lot of revelation on stuff um and, and like julie said earlier we're still learning things um one of the things that we learned that we're learning and and we're walking out is god wants to provide all of your your needs and, and we've always said that you know our god's going to supply our needs our, our needs our needs but we never really looked at it as you know something kind of more like a want we've never looked at the want part of it um yeah you look at well you read the verse and it says that God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Um, and you think of that, or at least I did, thought of that as like, okay, well, that means a roof over my head, over mine and my family's head, clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, food to eat, lights, water, gas, you know, a vehicle back and forth to work, like like things that are a daily necessity, things that in the natural world, we need those things to live and to survive. I never thought of that in the manner of things outside of that. Um, I never thought of that as you know, anything above and beyond. I thought if I asked for anything above and beyond, you know, I mean, I mean, genuinely above and beyond hand-me-downs for myself, so to speak, or if I asked for, you know, something of, you know, a brand new vehicle or something like that, you know, yeah, you need transportation back and forth to work, but you don't have to have a brand new vehicle. You know what I'm saying? And so I thought if I asked for those things, it was being greedy and it was being selfish. And I am definitely not a selfish person. That's not, that's not in my character. Um, I am my happiest when I am giving and doing for others. So um, we have a lot of faith, have had a lot of faith in, okay, God's going to provide what we need need um and so um never looked at it and I guess honestly up until a couple months ago never thought about it as being more than your necessities your bare necessities in life um and so we just it was never a thing we considered. You know, you don't think about it. But um, we had, on coming back, um, our 
youngest daughter does competitive cheer. And competitive cheer is an extremely expensive sport. Anybody who's ever been in it um, knows that it is outside of, I don't know what, outside of dance. Um, in all honesty, it's probably the most expensive sport there is out there, um, to be honest about it. Because it's not a sport of they can just go to practice and then come home and like it's over and done with. There's there you have to travel and they have multiple practices and they have to do privates and they have to have a certain kind of shoe that they wear to competitions and they have to have their uniform and they have to have their warm ups and their practice gear and I mean there's a lot, a lot, a lot that goes into it. Um and so Upon leaving Oklahoma, we pulled her from cheer. We did a private with a gym in Tennessee, and it was, I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't, there was very much, um, after doing the private and talking back and forth through text with people and whatnot, there was a lot of backbiting in the gym and talking about one another, and and they just, they didn't hold themselves to a level of excellency. And that's not something we wanted our daughter involved in. Um, because cheer is a tough enough world, so to speak. The cheer world is very tough as it is and has a very bad stigma for itself. Um, because of, you know, how it is, one person can ruin it for everybody. You know, um, and so upon coming back, we immediately, we were like, okay, we'll take Gabby to, um, we'll take our daughter to cheer and we'll just let her do open gym and whatnot. It was never a thought of, okay, we'll go ahead and put her back on the team this year. We were going to just do privates as we could, but just let her go to open gym and just, you know, let her be at her gym. Um, and just be around her coaches and her friends and things like that because they're amazing. Um, and she just, she, she didn't, she was okay with not being on a team until next year because she didn't want to cause her team that she had been on. She didn't want to cause an issue because if you take even one cheerleader out, or you put even one back, it's very much a thing of it, they've got to now redo the whole routine and they've got to move everybody around and they've got to find a place for this one or they have to close up the gap where that one would have been and whatnot. And it's a big deal. Um, so she's like, Mom, I don't want to mess up my team, you know, whatever. Um, but she so wanted to be there. She so wanted to be there. Uh, Mom, can we at least go on trips with them so we can cheer them on? Can we at least be there for them, Mom? Can we, you know, and yeah, you know, we'll do what we can. Um, and then her coach and I sat and had a, com had a very long conversation. One of her head coaches and I had a very long conversation. It was a very good conversation. He's He's um, definitely like family. He's, yeah, absolutely. He, uh, and so um, we had a conversation with him, and he's like, I really want her back on the team, you know, and, and I, I really just, you know, it's, and I'm like, okay, well, well, I'm not, you know, Charlie and I aren't those parents of, well, my kid deserves to be on blah, 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 and my kid needs blah, 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 you know, whatever. Um, we're very much the parents that are okay. She's going to work for it. Nothing is handed to our children on a silver platter. They have to learn that they have to work for it. Um, because, you know, that's how life is. And I don't want to set, I don't want them to have unrealistic expectations. Um, so she went back in and, I mean, we started um searching for her a uniform we didn't find a uniform until 
uh, well, her first, it wasn't a competition, it was showcase. She had to borrow someone's uniform and um, shoes. whatnot, and shoes, and whatnot, and then, um, um, you know, her, her uniform, she, I mean, she, for 10 years old, she had some, she's got some pretty stout faith, let me tell you. Mom, I'm telling you, it's going to come through. Remember, it's not in our time. God's going to provide it right when I need it. Okay, Gabby, okay. Well, one of her coaches found her her skirt. Um, we got that. Um, someone, well, one of her other coaches, sent me half of what it cost to get the skirt. He sent it back to me. He said, I don't want to, you know, I, I want to be a blessing to you guys. Okay. Um, and then it came to her, the bodysuit, because they have a bodysuit and then they have their skirt. And, you know, we're down to the wire. And I'm like, okay, God, it's in your hands. You know, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know what we're going to do. And it, the, it was like right before. And here comes the money through for her brand new pair of cheer shoes and her bodysuit. Um, and it was just, I mean, it, it was a big revelation to me personally because, you know, you're like, okay, well, God, I don't want to ask for things like that because that's not, that's not a necessity as in a everyday living necessity. Like that's being greedy if I ask for God help with that. Um, but he very much showed me it's not because he, he wants what's best for us. And I, if I, and the Bible even says, if you as an earthly parent want what's best for your children, why wouldn't I? And I'm paraphrasing, um, you know, and we want I never want my kids to be spoiled brats. I never want them to be, you know, think they're up here and other people are down here. Nothing like that. But I want them to have nice things. And I want them to enjoy being kids. And I want them to go to good schools and get the best education. And, and you know, if, if we're going to do competitive cheer, well, then you need to be at the best. And you need to, you know... You know, you, you need to be where you're going to get the best training and whatnot. And so it very much hit me that if I, as an earthly parent, want that for my children, how much more does God want for them than what I want? And so it was a very big revelation. Um, and, and, I mean, don't, don't get it. Don't get it twisted. I mean, we have all the faith in the world um we have a lot of faith um but we were we got worried and and through that and and we're god you're gonna have to pull through on this yeah there was a moment um, where we had to kind of take a step back and say okay okay wait a minute god god's got this you know you know like and if you turn to matthew chapter 6 verse 26 and I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation, and, and I'm going to look away from the screen because I'm reading, um, I'm reading the Bible on my on my laptop. It says, "This I tell you." I mean, and, and like I said, we were worried. We got worried there for a little bit because we didn't know how everything was going to come together, how everything was going to pan out for us to have the the finances to get her the rest of her uniform. Mind you, she had a she had a the money came through on Thursday, and she had a competition on Saturday. Um, so we're on Thursday and getting kind of concerned, like, yeah. God, we got to have this this weekend. So the Bible tells us in Matthew 6, I'm going to start in verse 25. It says, this is why I tell you never to be worried about your life, for all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? It says right there, it, it tells you in the, in the word not to be worried about the things for your life. And if you go to Matthew 7, click over here. 
Matthew 7, verse 7 through 11, it says, Ask and the gift is yours. Seek and you'll discover. Knock and the door will be open for you. For every persistent one will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for. And everyone who knocks persistently one day will find an open door. Do you know of any parent that would give his hungry child who asked for food a plate of rocks instead? Or when asked for a piece of fish, what parent would offer his child a snake instead? If you, imperfect as you are, know how to lovingly care for your children, take care of your children, and give them what's best, how much more ready is your Heavenly Father to give those, to give wonderful gifts to those who ask Him? You know, and the thing is, is, you know, we knew how to ask for big stuff. We knew how to ask for, you know, our, our, we knew how to ask God for our light bill to be paid or how to ask God, you know, God, if you'll just provide food for our family. We knew how to do that. Yep. Um, I mean, we, we went to Bible college and, and we went to a, a faith-based church and went to a faith-based school. So we knew how to ask for that. But it says, here, it says, ask, and the gift is yours. It doesn't say how big the gift is or how little the gift is. And I was doing a Bible study the other morning because I, I get up in the morning and I, I have Java with Jesus. Um, coffee with Christ. Coffee with Christ. Um, and... He was just taking me through through different verses, and, and I'm like, God, what are you trying to show me? And I kept seeing the word whatever. And then he took me to John, chapter 15. So I'm going to go to John, chapter 15, real quick. John, chapter 15. And then I'm going to go to verse 16. Out of the Passion Translation, John fifteen sixteen says, You didn't choose me, but I've chosen you and commissioned you to go into the world and bear fruit. And your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my Father, for my sake, he will give it to you. Now remember the word whatever that God had showed me. And I'm going to go to John 16 now. John 16 says, Soon you won't see me any longer. But then after a while, you'll see me in a new way. Where is it at? That's not where I wanted to go. <laughs> John 16, 23. I was 16, 16, 23. For here is eternal truth. When that time comes, you won't need to ask me for anything. But instead, you will go directly to my Father and ask Him for anything you desire. Anything you desire. And if you go back to Mark eleven twenty two, Mark eleven twenty two. First thing it says in that is. Have faith in God. You see, you've got to have faith in God. Because without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And it says, and Jesus replied, Let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth I speak to you. Whosoever says to this mountain with great faith and does not doubt, mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea, and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you boldly to believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be conceived that you have received it and it will be yours. Guys, God said whatever. Whatever you ask for means whatever. It doesn't matter how big it is. It doesn't matter how small it is. It doesn't matter how insignificant it is. 
whatever means whatever. And like Julie said, we were getting down to the wire. And we told God, God, you're, you've got to do this. This, this is, this is on you. Mm-hmm. Because we just, we don't have it. And this is something that Gabby, this is something that Gabby, I don't want to really say needs, but she needs it. Cheer definitely brings out brings out some good stuff out of Gabby. It brings out the best in Gabby. Um, Gabby's gym that she goes to is a Christian gym. Um, the owners of it are good Christian people. They really are. Um, this gym does not just teach cheer and these athletes how to tumble and how to, you know, do their routines and all this. This this gym genuinely cares about the athletes all around. Um, they push good grades. They they um, very much push good grades. You're not going to have bad grades and be on a team. Um, they pray with them. They do devotions with them. They read the Bible to them like this is the kind of place this is. And so they, even at 10 years old, um, nine years old when she first started, she was eight or nine when she first started. I can't remember right before she turned nine or, but we're, we started our second year there and she, you could see the leadership qualities in her and you see them pulling those leadership qualities to the forefront um, and so it's, to her, it's a need because it's not just something she wants to. Um, and her coaches have even said it. Cheer needs her as much as she needs cheer. Um, Gabby very much has, you know, typically you walk in her room and she's got positive quotes and all this stuff all over her room. Um, that she speaks over herself daily, um, you know, and so there's, you know, there's, I wish I knew what that noise was. Anyway, um, sidetrack, squirrel, but there's a lot in that, you know, um, and I mean, even to take it farther than that, okay, you know, that's something, um, Anybody who knows me knows, and I'm sitting looking at it, which is what made me thinking of it. Anybody who knows me knows I love Christmas. It is my favorite time of year. If I were able to, my entire house would be decked out in Christmas 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and 366 days on a leap year Um, because I love it. I love Christmas, um, and I love having a Christmas tree. Well, the kids had gotten us one last year, and it was a used tree, which is fine. I don't care. Um, but when I took it apart, it came all. Uh, when I went to take it down after the holidays, it came all apart. And so, we didn't have a tree, and I mean really didn't have it in our budget to get a tree. And so a lady who I've never met her in person. I knew her because I used to sell Mary Kay. And that's how I knew that's how I met her was through Mary Kay. And she messaged me and God had laid it on her heart to get us a Christmas tree and lights to go on it. Um, we just got the tree yesterday. It, it wasn't, that's not a necessity. That's not something you have to have. It, but it's something that God knew that I genuinely enjoyed. And, and he provided that. And yeah, 
to some, that Christmas tree over there, when they walk in Charlie and I's home, well, it's just a tree. Right. But to me, it's a symbol of hope. It's not only a symbol of what the Christmas season is actually about, which is Christ's birthday and things of that. It's also a thing of a symbol of the, like God's saying, I got you. I, I know. I know what you need and I know the desires of your heart. I got you. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Um, and like Charlie said, whatever means whatever. Um, the thing of it is that you do have to look at, though, is what is the posture of your heart? Are you asking for things from a heart of give me, give me, give me, I want, I want, I want, I want this now, I, you know, whatever. Or are you asking for those things from a heart, from a standpoint of, God, I genuinely want better. God, I, you know, I, I God, I don't want a Christmas tree because I have to have one. I want a Christmas tree because this time of year is my favorite time of year. Celebrating the birth of your son. It's, you know, because to me, it's not about presents. You can look under a tree. There's not any under there. It's not about the presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. -E -E it's about the presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. -E -E. Um, well, so. and, and something else I, I got wrote down here, um, and we mentioned the verse earlier, um, Philippians 4.19, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know, I, I sat and I talked to Julie yesterday morning before I went to work. It was, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Or was it? I don't know. You talk to me every morning before you well, go to work. yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I talked to, to Julie before I went to work, and, and I told her, I said, you know, when one of the kids comes to us and, and asks us for something. Mm, that was a couple of days ago. You know... To them, it's a want. But as a parent, we look at it as they need it. DJ asked us for a guitar. What did we do? Mm -hmm. We said, we, we need to get DJ a guitar. DJ needs a guitar. Why wouldn't the father think that about what we need or what we want? You know, Father Gabby needs the, or Gabby wants the the bodysuit for her cheerleading. And he looks at it as, hey, Gabby needs the, the bodysuit for her cheerleading. And he's going to provide all of our need. And like Julie said, it's, it's the posture of, of the heart that's behind the asking for it. Mm -hmm. you, it is. you have to come with a with a gentle more you have to come thankful. with a thankful genuine heart it can't be a situation of you know like I know because you go to Walmart or anywhere and you'll see somewhere a kid throwing a temper tantrum for mom I wanted the new Xbox mom I wanted this game mom I wanted Among Us mom I wanted I you know I want an Apple Watch <laughs> just kidding um but and you'll see kids throwing a fit for things and it's not you can't come to God as Throwing a temper tantrum like, okay, God, give me, give me, give me. But you said, yes, he does want us to bring into remembrance the promises he made to us. But you can't come at it as like you're trying to strong arm God is the best way I know to say it. You can't come in like you're trying to twist his arm and make him do something. It's coming with a heart of... Of, of just genuine, 
God, I'd really like to have this. You know, God, I, because God wants whatever you feel the best is for your life. God wants better than that. You know, um, we, a friend of ours that lives in Tennessee, Carlene, um, she, our uh, kids have always joked with her about her cooking and what she uses to cook. Um, and they've always told her it's her magic cooking. Um, actually, they've always told her it was her black magic cooking, just joking around. Um, but anyway, um, and so we go there. And I mean, we go there not expecting Carlene, like not expecting in a demanding way, Carlene, you're going to cook us white bean chili or you're going to cook us biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Um, That's or, really good right now. Or you're going to cook us a uh, uh, deer lasagna that, Charlie, ooh, like deer. No, That's really a story good. for I'm another just, day. Yeah, yeah. He does like yeah, deer. Carlene and I have laughed about that for years. Um, <laughs> anyway, but you go there with the expectancy that when you go to Carlene's house, you ain't gonna you leave are not going to leave hungry. You might wake up in the morning a little bit cold because Jamie didn't put firewood in the fireplace. I'm just kidding. Um, but but you're not going to leave that home hungry. You know, you, you are going to have biscuits and gravy and bacon for breakfast 99% of the time. And you're either going to have some hot chocolate or some coffee because she's always got it right there. Um, during the winter, you are going to have white bean chili and it is the best chili I've ever had. Yeah. Um, yeah. just saying. Um, but, but it's, I mean, it's just like going into your parents' home. When you go into your mom and dad's house, you don't go in there like, okay, mom, is it okay if I have a cookie? Okay, mom, is it okay if I, would you mind if I had this or that? Well, no, you walk into mom and dad's house because you have that right at mom and dad's house. You're their kid, so whatever they have, you have. My Our kids have that right. When we walk in here, whatever we have, they have. I mean, Reese's Cups is Charlie's favorite candy in the whole wide oh, yeah. world. And our middle daughter for Father's Day yeah. loaded him up. I got Reese's Cups for days. Reese's Cups. He's going to, by the time he finishes, he will wind up looking like a Reese's Cup. But nonetheless, just because she bought those and they were specifically for dad doesn't mean that she can't come in and have some Reese's Cups. Because she knows Dad let her have Reese's Cups. Absolutely. You know, and it's the same way with the father. You don't go expecting in a demanding manner, but you go expecting because that's a dad. That's your father, and you have that right because you're his kid. Doug Jones, thank you. Yes. yes. Thank you, Doug Jones. You have the right standing of the father. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Doug Jones. Um, so, I mean, it's just... We learned and our learning and our learning that whatever means whatever, no matter how big, how little, how insignificant it is. Oh, how insignificant it may seem. It may seem. Mm -hmm. Um, because our father's a good father, he's gonna do everything in his power to get it to us. Absolutely. Um, and like, and like Julie said earlier, I mean, we got down to the wire. I mean, two days, three days before competition, and the money came through. Wouldn't you know it? God is right on time, and, yeah. and it's not on our time. It's not on, you know. It's it's we live in a hurry up and get it done right now time frame. Like, and I don't mean Charlie and I. I mean we as a society. When God's like, wait, sit back, Relax. give my peace in the comfort of knowing that I've got you. Relax. I'm going to take care of it. It ain't a hurry up type of thing. I got it. Just calm down, you know. Uh, and I believe that if he gave us stuff like right when we wanted it, we would come to the point of 
expectancy in a demanding standpoint we would, we would rather be, than a grateful and thankful attitude we would become brats because i mean that it would be given to us right then exactly i want it now okay here you go and that's yeah. just not how it works no. i mean it's, it's not and like i said i mean you know god's never early never late he's right on time mm-hmm. because we serve an on-time god Absolutely. So, um, I know there's some people watching. Do you guys have any questions, Any anything about Studio 412 Ministries that you'd like to know? Um, is that just showing somebody's watching? Uh, shows that somebody's watching. Oh, okay. Um, it was Trisha Taylor. What's up, Trisha Taylor? Hi. Hi, Trisha Taylor. Um, Trisha Taylor, I love her. She's awesome. If you guys ever have the chance to meet Trisha Taylor, her laugh is contagious. And you cannot be sad in this woman's presence. I'm just going to tell you right now. So she she has a contagious laugh. Just ask Natasha. She'll tell you. Trisha Taylor has a very contagious laugh. And you're going to laugh with her one way or another. <laughs> so, um, even though I feel like I ain't seen her in 40 years. It has been a while, hasn't it? Well, it's been quite a while, yeah. Um, so, if you guys have any questions, if you have any prayer requests, um, let us know. Um, you can message either one of us. You can hop on the, the Studio 412 Ministries page and message us on there. Probably um, be the quickest way to get a hold of us. It probably would be. Mm-hmm. Um just let us know. I mean, we're we're here Unless for you. Unless you know us personally and have our phone number. And then, exactly. Then, you know. Um, we're here for you. Um, our family is always here for you. Culture. Cold is roasting in this place. It's because he's full of hot air. Not not so much anymore. I mean, I'm I'm losing some of it. Not the hot air. You're losing weight, dear. The hot air does not go away because you're losing weight. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm going to have my amazing wife over here. This one right here. Thank you for wiping it off. Um, I'm going to have her close us out in prayer. um, And we will definitely see you guys again next week. Um... Hope y'all enjoyed. Next week may be different. Or maybe a little maybe bit different because Gabby has yes. competition yes. next week. Or we could do it from the road if we're on the road. Well, yeah, we can. I'm just saying it, it will look a little bit different than oh, it does yeah. right now yeah. because we will be... Either in the uh, car or in a hotel room in Frisco, Texas. No, we should be in a hotel room in Frisco, Texas. So so we'll have Julie close us we'll out do, in prayer. We see all sorts of cool places Absolutely. going with Gabby. Um... Father God, I thank you for this day, and I thank you, Father, for the many blessings that you've given us. Thank you, Father, for everybody who has watched this live um, and will watch the replay on it, Father. I thank you that um, they'll get something out of this, Father God. They'll get a new revelation on who you are as a father and and um, how they view you, God, um, that they don't view you as a father who's looking to um, punish them every time they do something wrong, but rather you're a loving father who's gracious and kind and wants what's best for his kids. Father, we thank you for um, allowing us to overseas studio 412 ministries father god um, thank you for giving charlie and i the willingness to be willing vessels so that you can use us father in jesus name we pray amen amen guys we love y'all have a wonderful night if you need anything don't forget to message us let us know um share the video yeah definitely share the video guys share um, the video. um and because uh, we're trying to get the page out there more and kind of 
um, let people know that, hey, we're here. Um, we're going to be moving forward with some things and whatnot. So, you know, definitely share the video. Um, get more likes on the page and whatnot. And, um, you know, whatever God tells us to do next, we're going to do. So, yeah. Y'all have a wonderful evening. Good night, y'all. Love y'all.